Welcome everybody to Dead Talk Live. And tonight we have writer-director Neil McKay and star Peggy Shot with us. They are in the movie, the upcoming movie, Trip, that is coming out May 13th on Terror on the Terror Films channel. And then Y Digital release a week later, May 20th. Neil, Peggy, welcome. How are you guys doing today? Hello, very good. Hello, thanks for having us. Oh, it is my pleasure. So the movie, mm. uh, Trip, uh, love the title, short, sweet, and to the point. Uh, Neil, when this movie deals uh, with altering realities, we don't know, as we're watching the film, we don't know what's real, what is of the paranormal. So when it came time to direct, did you have a clear vision on how you were going to direct this movie or did you somewhat have a vision and let things play out when you got on the set? Um, a little bit, a little bit of both. Um, I knew from the get-go it was going to be a contained movie because it's all in one location, uh, mm -hmm. my house actually. Uh, we did that mainly for budgetary reasons, but also uh, wanted to create kind of a very claustrophobic feel. Uh, the the mother, the lead character, is a, a recluse, so she's kind of very scared of the outside and we wanted to keep it, you know, contained and, 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 and like I said, claustrophobic. Um, and then we were kind of playing around with some style things and it's Texas, Austin, Texas in the middle of the summer. So we made it look very like hot and oppressive and sweaty and yellow and uh, to kind of give to that, that feel as the movie's like progressing and she's kind of losing her mind and, or engage with the drugs and, and that kind of thing so yes it's a woman i mean the family we're not going to give any spoilers away but the family suffers a great tra tragedy that leads to her becoming a recluse and so on now peggy uh when you got this script and you were reading through neil's work on the, on the script and you saw that your character which is jan rollins uh is going to be doing you play psychologist, okay? Right. And, you know, we meet you making a house call, which is very unusual. So as an actress, when you see this and you're like, well, how am I going to justify and how am I going to portray a psychologist making a house call? What kind of mindset did you go into? Uh, well, uh, just I, I've actually played different kind of psychologists and psychiatrists before and medical professionals. So uh, the location didn't seem to make that big of a difference with it. It was it was just making the connection with the, the character that I'm speaking with. Um, but but I when I first read the script and I was was very interested in it because without giving anything away, there's there's a lot of. Oh, yeah. A lot of interesting things that my character character goes through. A lot of changes, which as an actress, that's that's fun to get to do. And what Neil just said about the the, the contained environment and the whole claustrophobic effect, uh, did you feel that when you were on set? What he was going for, and did did it come out in your performance? Oh, I think so. Yes, because I I don't think I've ever done a, a, a whole well an entire feature for sure. Um, but even a short film, there's, it's hard to find anything where, where you pretty much have just one location and, and a few actors. So it gave us a, an opportunity to really get to work together. I know um, Akasha Villayobos, who plays the mom, and, and Major Dodge, uh, who plays the, the dad. And so it was wonderful to get to work with them. But yes, with everybody being in that little confined space with all the, the crew and everyone, it, 
you you tend was, to get on top of each other, but uh, it was challenging. But there was always an opportunity to to sneak off into another room and and have a little bit of quiet time, which definitely was needed for uh, some of the the mindset to get into what was happening. Absolutely. Now, Neil, uh, like Peggy just mentioned, you got a Akasha, you got Major Dodge, you put together a, a great cast. Akasha and Peggy were brilliant. The chemistry they had together was you could really feel it. Uh, was the casting process difficult? Was it easy? Uh, what made you decide on Peggy and Akasha to play the two leading roles in this film? Um, yeah, actually, uh, so funny enough, Peggy's character was the last one cast and I did have a hard time until I found her, of course, uh, finding somebody to play that role. Um, so once I had her and it was like, all right, and, and it's a small cast too. So there's really only, I'd say five or six speaking parts in the entire thing. Uh, so, and, and Peggy's part was, was huge. So that was, um, that was a big relief once I, once I got her in. Um, and Akasha was the first one because I had actually just moved to Austin, Texas, uh, 2017. And I was kind of just looking up people on YouTube, like somebody that could maybe play this role. And I just had to come up, uh, find her reel on like YouTube somewhere. Uh, and I just, it was a shot in the dark. I just emailed her and I said, hey, are, are you interested in this? Um, and then we kind of had a little bit back and forth. She was kind of had some reservations on it at first, but eventually came on board. Um, so she was kind of like the first one and then we finally got Peggy and I was like, all right, good. I'm set. Like, I'll, I'll take care of. Now, now Peggy, uh, you and Akasha had some great banter between the two of you throughout the film. Uh, did you guys, you know, when the cameras were not rolling, did you have talks, discussions, spend time with each other to get that chemistry right? Oh, yes. And and actually, I, I've known Akasha for, for many years. We've worked together on some other projects. And, and also her husband is an actor and, and I've worked with him, too. Um, but she is just a, a wonderful actress to work with. So and a wonderful person. So. So, yeah, but not when not on set, uh, being able to talk together. And then, as I said, also having the opportunity to just step away. Um, yeah, I, I'll say that Akasha Every once in a while, she'd just say, I'm going into the closet. And she would go in the closet just to, you know, get her head around what was coming up. So did Neil allow you guys, since you have worked together and you've known each other, uh, liberties to sort of play out, you know, the scenes with the banter back and forth and so on? Well, we, we stuck with the script as it was written because it's, it's written very well. Um, the, the only time that I had a difficult time was when, when one day he told me that he wanted to film a scene that we were supposed to be filming several days later. So I wasn't ready for it. And it was the one that I think had the biggest chunk of dialogue of, of, of things for me to say. And I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Give me a few minutes. And I, I went to a quiet space upstairs and just went through it and came downstairs. And and like I said, when you, when you have a good scene partner to work with, working with Akasha, um, it just really, you could feel it and it came together and, and we were oh, yeah. able to get it. Absolutely. So Neil, let's, you did write this script. It was very well written. Um, Thank you. Looking at your IMDb credits, it looks like you took a break uh, from like 2012 to this script. So when you got down, what was your inspiration for writing this film? Um, well, actually, and Peggy, sorry, I changed the day for you. <laughs> it's in, it's, it's indie, not the first time that has happened. It's indie movie making, so you every every day the schedule is different, and then you end up shifting things around. It's just it, it's it's kind of insane. 
but um as, so I I kind of had some family stuff going on back in 2000. I, I used to live in LA in 2008, 2009. And then I came back and I was doing some family stuff. So that's why there was this kind of lull mm-hmm. um, in, in me working on projects. And I think I got to a point right around there in 2012 to 2016, 17-ish where, uh, yeah, I was just like, I guess I'm just not doing this. And then I had a good friend who lives in Los Angeles, uh, David Groves. He's actually a producer on this movie. Uh, kind of convinced me to kind of come out of retirement, if you will. And he's like, yeah, you got to get back on the horse and do another movie because he was doing a movie and he kind of inspired me to like, you know, get off my butt and kind of do another project. So that's kind of, and then that started in kind of 2016, 2017. So that's kind of how, and then we did, we finally filmed it in 2019. So um, that was kind of the, the lull and then the get back into it kind of thing. Gotcha. Gotcha. So the inspiration for the film, now you got back to writing, uh, you know, the element, this is a, this is a demon spirit paranormal type film. That's not much of a spoiler there. It's sort of in the synopsis. Mm -hmm. Uh, What led you to lay out this story the way it was laid out? Um, So I was intrigued by, I kind of feel like, you know, that expression, right? What you know and if something, I don't know, you're dealing with something or something is personal to you, kind of take that and run with it. Mm-hmm. And I was intrigued by the idea of what if, like, if this woman has lost somebody and like, you know, what, what is she dealing with and this kind of thing? And it just kind of dawned on me, like, but what if depression is the villain? Like, what if that's the monster that, that that's the, and it's kind of, you know, this supernatural thing that comes out and everything, but it's, but it's really like, if you just pull away all that you know, supernatural stuff. I mean, it's depression. It's like, yeah. that's what's, that's, what's getting at her. Um, and it's this illogical force that makes you, it, it tells you things that aren't true. It lies to you. It deceives you. It, it's an allu- uh, uh, hallucination really. And that's kind of the whole thing that she's struggling with is just this, this fighting this depression, which is a monster yeah, <laughs> a spirit in the, in the movie. So did you uh, sort of play around with, you know, what would lead her to that point till you ultimately decided to go with what you went with? Um, so, uh, like, how do you mean? Like, In regards um, to Samantha, the daughter. Oh, oh yeah. I think I always kind of knew uh, it was going to be a death. Like okay. that would be the, that would be the catalyst to kind of kick things off. Okay. Um, and, and dealing with like depression and grief specifically with loss of a family member. Okay. Um, Got it. I didn't know it was going to be so brutal with you know, like a suicide the way it was and everything like that. But, um, but yeah, I wanted it to be that more than just, you know, I don't know, some other reason that would, that no, would cause that, depression. That totally, totally makes sense. Now, Peggy, you are no stranger. You have done some great work uh, throughout the years. You have been in some big titles. Uh, So where does Trip, you know, in regards, I know you've worked on big budget sets like Fear the Walking Dead. Uh, you've you've done obviously you've done independent filmmaking does independent filmmaking uh, have a special place in your heart uh, that you definitely love doing you know as opposed to studio films or television that everything has to go through a a bunch of committees before anything gets Mm -hmm. finalized right Uh, I independent film definitely has a place in my heart that that's where I started it's really big in Austin um, and that's, that's what I started in. Uh, yeah. 
Uh, and, and I find that with independent film, yes, you do have more, more opportunities to really work with the, with the writers mm -hmm. and the directors uh, than, than you do on the big things. I've had small roles in big things um, and, this, and then bigger roles in small things. And just as an actor, you just want to have opportunities to, to play a wide variety of characters. And, um, and I've enjoyed doing that. In looking back, um, a lot of the independent things are horror films. Mm -hmm. And one of the first ones I did, uh, you had interviewed Aaron Kuntz not yes, long ago. The Pale Door. The Pale Door. And years ago, I did a short film with him that actually, although they, they are in the horror genre, pretty much specifically, when we did this short film, it really wasn't a horror. Um, but it was one of the, the first time that I worked with them. And I love that ever since then, every once in a while, they'll just call me up and say, hey, Peggy, we're making another film. We want to kill you. Can you please come? <laughs> and, and I'll show up. So, yeah, they killed me in, um, in the pale door. And, and uh, oh, now I'm thinking of their anthology that they did. Yeah. But and yeah. So I mean, you've it's, got it's to... fun to just to get to, to play and, and to, to get to know these filmmakers and, and have them call you up and ask you to come back again. I mean, it must be great. You get to play witches. You get to be oh, in yeah. zombie shows. You get to be in paranormal shows. I mean, what more can you possibly ask for? Now, <laughs> uh, Neil, uh, like we said, Akasha was brilliant in this film. Uh, did you really, did you have a very specific vision for Akasha's character and did she, when she read the script, did she really pick it up right away? Did you two have to have prolonged discussions on what your vision was for her character? Um, no, that, so that actually took a little bit of work. And what ended up happening was that we just started uh, like texting each other back and forth where, you know, she would just start asking questions about, um, okay, what do you think about this? It's like my history with the daughter and the, and the husband. And I was like, okay, that's cool. But, you know, and then I, you know, we would kind of play that back and forth. And I think the more she was able to like get some background info and like create her own story, this character, the easier it was for her. But she was saying, I was one of the reservations she had early on taking the roles. Cause she's like, I don't feel like I could connect with being a recluse or an alcoholic or someone who's depressed. Like, that's just not me. Mm -hmm. um, so she was kind of like, eh, I don't know about this. And then I think she somehow found something in that part where she was like, Oh no, no, I can't connect with this. And then once she had that, it was, it was pretty seamless. I thought I knew, I knew she would pull it off. Um, but yeah, she had a lot of like, you know, let me, let me figure out who this character is. And then it was kind of, it just, it just went, you know, it just worked out. Okay. Yep. I mean, she like it did definitely worked out. She was absolutely uh, brilliant. And and Peggy, your character again. We're not going to give away any spoilers, but you go through somewhat of reveal as the movie goes on. And like I said earlier in the show, there's a lot of parts in this movie where we don't know what's real and what's not real. Is this person who they say say they are? Are they not? Um, so did you have fun with that? Uh, especially when it came to your character as the, you know, good old house call uh, psychologist, uh, when it came time for the big reveal and all that other good stuff, did you, you know, internally just have some fun in playing the role? Absolutely. Yeah. That, 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 that is a lot of fun. Um, of course, the tricky part is that you don't always film in order. And so, you know, Neil and I would talk about, okay, where are we in in her journey and, and the changes that you're seeing in her character. 
Um, I remember when my my daughter had seen a clip from the film and she looked at it and she says, she says, mom, didn't they have somebody to do your makeup? And I said, yeah. And she said, it doesn't look good. I'm like, well, <laughs> it's not supposed to. <laughs> so so all actually... the changes of working with the, with the the special effects people and yeah, it's fun. It's a lot. Of that's, fun. A, that's actually a thing. The makeup, I I've gotten many comments on that of how cool that, that kind of, it's this like gradual change. Uh-huh. And again, I don't want to give too much away, but right, like, there's right. this kind of, so if you see it, you know, the end of it or whatever, you're going to be like, what, that looks weird, but it, it, it kind of works. Like it's a progressive um, thing. So that, that, yeah, I just, it's funny that you bring out the makeup because I, a it lot of people catch on to that. And it's done a lot in, it's done quite frequently in, in, in movies and television, the character, and it's very subtle, and it's up to the audience to notice that the character is progressively changing, but what are they changing into? Did you, right. Neil, did you want to keep the audience on their heels, um, sorry, on their toes, and just keep guessing on, like, again, who is she, what is reality, what is fiction, and so on? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think... Um one of the things we're playing around with here is, um, is any of the, is all of this real? Is this the drug? Cause Allie takes this hallucinogenic, hallucinogenic drug to, to commune with her dead daughter. Um, or is she just going crazy? Um, so it's like, which one of these three things is it, or is it a combination thereof? And I don't, again, you know, spoilers and stuff, but I, I don't think like Peggy's character, the moment she's introduced, I think people are going to be like, okay, what's going on here. And then it's kind of a back and forth, like, okay, is she for real? Or is this like, what are her motivations? So, and then you, and then of course, you know, at the end, like what, what's really going on, but I was intrigued by that of like, okay, is she good or bad or what's going on? And like, do I trust her? And okay, I do trust her, but not really, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. um, uh, Peggy, I want to ask you a question. I could ask this to Neil, but I want to ask you this question because mm-hmm. uh, you're the one who is acting this out. We find out, Neil just mentioned uh, hallucinogenic, okay? But we find out that it's not really a hallucinogenic. Uh, when you do your characters, any character, and you sort of fill in uh, your character's motives for doing certain things in your roles, when it came to that drink, the drink that you give uh, Akasha, and we find out uh, as the movie goes on what it really is. Uh, what story did you tell yourself? Why would uh, Jan uh, give this to her to start the sequence of events to unfold? Uh, or did you just really not think about it at all? Uh, no, because it is what sparks the whole thing the whole rest of what's going to be happening um, to give it to her, but it's giving her, giving her hope. Uh, as Neil was talking about the fact that the, the, the real demon is depression mm-hmm. and in depression, you know, within your own mind, you're, you're telling yourself things that aren't real and, and it's a struggle, but then, then there are times when you're more lucid and, and trying to be positive and trying to find hope. And I think that, you know, with this hallucinogenic drug, it's something that that gives her some kind of hope uh, in her struggles. Absolutely. Neil, was it important for you, uh, the way the story played out, for it to not be a hallucinogenic and possibly be something else? Uh, Or why not just write it out for it to just have there be a certain chemical in there 
when the results come out to make her think that, you know, this could be all a trick in my mind and so on. Um, yeah, I, I think it was really just kind of for lack of a better excuse, just I thought it would be a cool hook to kind of be like, oh, yeah, there's no it's just a ruse. The hallucinogenic is just it's like it's part of the story, but it's not what this thing is really about. Um, and in a way, you know, her realization of that is like if if you if things are weird, things are happening and you know you're on a drug, it makes it like safer or like as you can explain it. But if there's nothing at all. And this stuff is just happening, then you really are like, okay, it, then this is real and it's scary, or I'm losing my mind. Okay. And that's even and that's even scarier. It is. But, it is. Um, but uh, yeah, there was no particular reason. I just thought it would be kind of a cool little twist. But I always knew that it was ne it was always going to be this this spirit. Yeah. And that was going to be real, you know. Um, now, uh, Peggy's character Jan tells the story of uh, well the way. Her character recounts it. It's a story she heard a while ago in Africa about this shape-shifting spirit that uh, can mimic loved ones and feeds on their fear, anxieties, and gets stronger and stronger. Was that, did that uh, inspiration come from a similar story that you've heard? Or did you just completely make it up out of your own imagination? Uh, me or how she would tell it? Well, the story the story of the shape-shifting demon that... It was so. Yeah. Oh, no, I just, I just made that up. That, that's <laughs> not... Well, it's so Ibuso is a real word, and it's uh, um, I'm forgetting the, not Swahili. What, what language did I use? Um, Zulu. Okay. That's a real word. Uh, it actually does mean face or faces, and um, and that's part of the story. Um, but I just thought it was like I don't know. Yeah, she could be a missionary, like out in some country. And it, but it, it's if it, it sounds more believable in like an African country than if I said like Germany, because people yeah. would be like, no, that doesn't make. But it, but you would never know. I don't know Zulu language, Buso. I guess that makes sense, you know. But um, so I try to kind of make it sound realistic or reasonable enough. But um, yeah, it was it was just kind of made up. What do you think of the story, Peggy? And when you were, you know, that scene where you're telling it to Akasha, you have to, that's where you as an actress have to bring in the scare element. Okay. You know, that's, that's where, you know, you get paid the big, the big bucks for, right. <laughs> <laughs> to, to get us all scared and it works the way you recount the story of the shape shifting. So when you're telling us, you know, on screen, a, a scary story like that, is there any, I mean, what kind of mode do you get into as an actor? Um, I just try to, to picture it and imagine that the story I'm telling is is a real thing um, and, and just try to convey it that way. It definitely works. I mean, you know, I was like all ears and, you know, just fascinated to hear this story. Uh, and when you're telling the story, this is like somewhere in act two, we really don't know what's going on yet. So it definitely hooks us as the audience right in. I wanna thank both of you for coming on here. These 25 minutes have flown by. Again, guys, the movie uh, is called Trip. It is coming out May 13th. Uh, Neil, correct me if I'm wrong. It's coming out to the Terror Films AVOD streaming platform. And then a week later, it's coming out wide to all the, uh, where people can rent and buy it at their platform of choice. Is that accurate? 
That's accurate. Yeah, we don't have this, the specifics of the platforms. I, I'm pretty sure Amazon, Tubi, Google Play, uh, Apple TV, like it's going to be a wide variety, but awesome. we just don't know exactly when it, it hits. But all of that is on terrafilms.net. Um, they have a splash page for us, so it'll it'll have all the like links. You can go directly from there to yeah your platform of choice. Neil, just one final question: When you started penning this script, uh, you know it's very difficult to make movies, obviously, and the, the most difficult part is financing. Uh, did you have everything in place when you started writing it, or did you write it and then pitch it around till you got you know people interested enough to invest in it? I I had mostly it kind of figured out of like how that was all going to work. Okay. Like, well before, yeah. So it was like, I was writing it when I kind of had, okay, this is, I think this is what I'm going to do. And then, and then I had to kind of tailor the writing. <laughs> like, well, you only have so much money. So that's why, you know, certain things are kind of like, again, contained in a house and, you know, minimalistic. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I kind of had a, a, the, the game plan of the financing sorted out before. Awesome. That's great. Congratulations to both of you, you guys. I'm sure you're very excited for the premiere date. Uh, Peggy, you're great. Neil, thank you so much for coming on here. Thanks for great, having us. Great yeah. story. Great movie. Please, guys, watch it. The movie is called Trip, coming out May 13th and will be available wide May 20th. Thank you to our guest, writer-director Neil McKay, actress Peggy Schott. Till next time, on behalf of our guests, and me, stay safe, guys, and stay walking. Good night. Good night.